G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever had a lukewarm cup of tea or coffee? <laughs> Disgusting, isn't it? Hot's great, cold's okay, but lukewarm, you want to spit it out. So when our love for God, when our faith in Him, when those things grow lukewarm, what does He want us to do with that? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we finish up this week by taking a look at your heart from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my special edition book. It's called Power Unlimited and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you experience firsthand the power of God to transform your life. But this is the very last week it'll be available so don't miss out. I love a good cup of tea, you know, hot and strong, a bit of milk and one sugar. There is nothing as refreshing to me as a hot cup of tea. And so often while I'm preparing these radio programs up in my study at home, I'll head downstairs and make a cup of tea and take it back to the study with me. But here's the thing, I I can become so engrossed in preparing the programs and doing the research and jotting down the things I want to share that half the time I completely forget about my tea. It's a boy thing, I think. They say men can only do one thing at a time. Anyhow, I look at this half-empty cup of tea sometimes and I'm tempted to drink it. But I have to tell you, whilst I love hot tea and I don't mind a glass of iced tea like they drink a lot in America, the one thing I cannot stand is lukewarm tea. It is absolutely disgusting. And every time I get suckered into taking a mouthful of lukewarm tea, (laughs) I regret it. You either want to spit it out or if you swallow it, it gives you a, a sick feeling inside. So hot's good. Cold, well, you know, that's okay too. But lukewarm is absolutely disgusting. Over these last few weeks, we've been spending some time talking about, well, dying. Well, not so much dying, but what happens after we die? If I die tonight, would I be ready for eternity? If you die tonight, would you be ready for eternity? Or have we fallen asleep at the wheel? Are we living under a delusion that we're good to go for an eternity with God when all along the life we're living clearly demonstrates to all that we're not? And in this week in particular, we've been taking a look at what Jesus had to say to seven churches, Revelation chapters 2 and 3, about their journey towards eternity. Seems that most of them were doing some things right, but in almost every case, Jesus had something to say to them. You've forgotten your first love. You're chasing after false teaching. That's what we've been looking at over this week. And as we come to the end of our four weeks today, looking at whether or not you and I are ready for eternity, I simply cannot think of a better place to finish up than with the last letter from Jesus to the churches. This is the seventh church. It's the church at Laodicea. Have a listen to what Jesus has to say to them. And in fact, to you and me, sitting here as we are early in the 21st century. Revelation chapter 3, beginning at verse 15. I know your works, you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were either hot or cold. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. 
For you say, I'm rich, I've prospered, I need nothing. You don't realise that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. Therefore I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white robes to clothe you and to keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. Be earnest therefore and repent. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in with you and eat with you and you with me. To the one who conquers, I will give a place with me on the throne, just as I myself conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And see, here is the thing that you and I are prone to do as well. The church in Laodicea had a special problem. Their self-confidence in their worldly wealth had blinded them to the fact that spiritually, in God's eyes, they were wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. How easy is it to let that happen? After all, it's the physical things that we can see around us that have the most impact on our lives. They're here, right? Under our noses, right in front of our eyes. And it doesn't have to be some great mass of wealth. Just a bit of success is all we need for our pride to latch onto it. But Laodicea lay in the intersection of two great trade routes, and it became the wealthiest city around. And it wasn't just known for its wealth, but it was also known as the centre of medical studies as well. Classy joint this place, Laodicea. You can see why they fell into this trap of pride in their physical circumstances. But that's not so much what God's interested in. Remember the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, blessed are those who recognise their own spiritual poverty. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. And in this letter to this church, Jesus is calling them back to open up their eyes to his wealth, an eternal wealth, a wealth that really is worth it. He says, therefore, I counsel you, come and buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white robes to clothe you and to keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen and and salve to anoint your eyes so that you can see. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. And there couldn't be a clearer message for those of us today who become so caught up in the ways of this world, so focused on what we can get out of life here and now, that we've lost sight of our deep spiritual poverty and need. Now look at this beautiful picture that comes next. Listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you will eat with me. There is, of course, a famous painting of Jesus standing at the door knocking, and interestingly, it shows the door doesn't have a handle on the outside. This picture of Jesus knocking at the door of my heart and your heart, why is he knocking? So that he can come in and eat with us, and fellowship with us, and have a relationship with us. My friend, Jesus came not to condemn us, but to save us, to save us from ourselves, to save us from the destruction that we would impose on our lives by living life without him, to save us from an eternity, an eternity without him. He stands at the door and knocks right now, this very minute, and I know there are countless people listening today, perhaps you're one of them, who deep in their hearts are nervous, nervous when they ask themselves that question, if I die tonight, would I be ready for eternity? If that's you, and if you want to be absolutely certain, then please pray this prayer with me. Father God, I'll be honest with you. I'm just not certain of my eternity at all. I'd like to think that I'll spend it with you, 
but I'm not certain. So here now, Lord Jesus, I fling open the door of my heart. I open it wide and I ask you to come in. I know you won't find things in order. I know that you'll find a mess here and a disaster there that need cleaning up. But I've tried to clean them up myself and I can't. And so I invite you to sit down with me and eat with me and fellowship with me. Understand I won't be a perfect host, but I invite you anyway. Please come into my heart. And what I want, Lord Jesus, as we fellowship together over the rest of a lifetime is for fruit to grow in my life, for things to change, for my life, my face, my words, my countenance to shine your light and your glory into this world. God, I ask you all these things the only way I know how, through Jesus, in his name. Amen. My friend, if you've been wandering out in the cold wilderness deluding yourself that wealth that you have here on this earth is where it's at, if you wonder whether this Jesus would ever have you back, if your life is tired and broken and empty and you can't imagine he'd ever want you back, then listen to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wants you back. Life can be tough. Temptations come at us from every direction. Obstacles block our path. So if you truly want to live your life for Jesus, what you need is power. Real power. Supernatural power. That's why I love to send you our special edition book, Power Unlimited. Because if you believe in Jesus, then the truth is that you have all the power you need to overcome temptation and sin and to shine the light of Christ into this dark world. God's Word, my friend, is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you experience firsthand the unlimited power of God to transform your life through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular book will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.